You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today, we have a special guest missionary with us. Let's prepare our hearts as our guest missionary brings forth God's truths from His Word today. Well, pray for us. I don't know. It's my dream and it's my prayer that before I get home to heaven, I can build this building that can house about 1,200 people. Uh, 1,200 people. James will take over the work, and that's my dream, to build a big building that can just combine all our services. Because every Sunday we have three services. You know, it's hard. You preach. I mean, you, before you know it, nighttime, you figure out that you're old. Amen. <laughs> After preaching three times, pray for us. You know, uh, that's a big thing in my main time ministry. And I figured out that since the time I started the ministry from scratch, as long as you ask God for his honor and glory, God will grant it to you. Because this is not ours, this is for him. So please pray for us, that's my dream. That before I get to heaven, they'll have a nice, beautiful building in that particular city along the highway. Please pray for us for that. Amen. That's my prayer. And uh, this is my trip. I don't know when. But this would be my trip. And I am praying for that. That God will really uh, answer our prayers shortly. Please, please help us and pray for us for that. Tonight please turn your Bible in the book of Acts chapter 2. I have only one desire tonight and something like you as a church. I want you to see and figure out what kind of church, the first church that Christ himself founded. Here is their uh, pattern, I would say, and the example of the church that the kind of church that we need to pattern our ministry it's very clear in the book of acts what kind of church wants us to have in this world in acts chapter 2 verse 1 uh it's very simple verse but i will expand the whole chapter in verse chapter 2 verse 1 the bible says and when the day of pentecost was fully come they were all with one accord in one place. You mark the word one accord. One accord. The title of my message is A Church of One Accord. A Church of One Accord. That is chapter 2, verse 1. And look in verse 46. Look in verse 46. Okay, verse 46. Chapter 2, verse 46. And they continue daily. What is the word? With one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Let us pray. Lord, tonight I pray for your power. I pray for your Holy Ghost. Lord, in this time where Churches have no direction and no fiber to stand against worldliness. 
Help us to see a kind of church you want us to be. I pray, Heavenly Father, for your presence and your power tonight. Help me now, and I ask all these things. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I believe that uh, at, uh, uh, a church a church of one accord is a united church, and I believe a united church is a powerful church. Consider the impact of the United Early Church. Consider how this church made an impact in their time. In chapter 2, verse 1, they were in one accord in one place. In chapter 2, uh, in chapter two, uh, that, uh, 2, in verse 41, the Bible says, And they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them. How many? 3,000 souls. I mean, started with a 12, with 70, with 120, with this small church, a tiny church. But this church were in one accord. That's why in verse 41, just in one day, they baptized 3,000 souls. Chapter 4, verse 4. Look what, what, what happened in that church. Chapter 4 and in verse 4. The Bible says, How did many of them which heard of the word believe? And the number of men was about how many? 5,000. <coughs> Excuse me. 5,000. In chapter 5, verse 14. Chapter 5 and in verse 14. Chapter 5 and verse 14. And the believers were more added to the Lord. How many now? Multitudes, both of men and women. 3,000, 4,000, and multitudes, my friend. Chapter 6 and in verse 2. Look at that one. Chapter 6, verse 2. And in those days, when the number of disciples, what is the word? Multiplied. And arose and many murmuring in the Grecian against Hebrews because their widows were neglected in daily ministration. In chapter 6 and in verse 7, jump in verse 7. And the word of God increased and the number of disciples, what is the word? Multiplied in Jerusalem. My friend, now you see how this first church made an impact in their own city. Pastor, what you're talking about? I'm talking about a kind of church that God wanted us to be. I'm talking about a kind of church that Christ founded. What do you mean, preacher? He... If we are the living true church, a living true church of God is a powerful church. Why? 
We got the Holy Ghost. We got the Bible. I mean, tell me of any reason why we cannot win souls, why our church will not grow. My friend, we have everything, my friend. The church, I mean, Christ equipped the church so that the church will do its business. Preacher, what do you mean? Why many Christians, I mean many divisions, develops in our churches today? Instead of multiplication, instead of growing, you know what we got in our churches? Divisions. Fightings. Backbitings. Hello, amen? I've been around, man. I know what's going on in your churches here. Sometimes you have to be a superstar kind of pastor to keep your people. Praise God in the Philippines. We have the way, you know, we, we, when, when people got saved, they stay and die in the ministry. You Christians and members in your churches are, you are so. Ah. What do you call this one? Uh, I mean, when you don't like this, you go from church to church. You're so spoiled, brat Christians. That's the word. Amen? Yeah. If you don't like somebody, you go somewhere else. If you don't like the leadership of the church, you go somewhere else. Hey! That is not the kind of church God wants us to be. Preacher, what you're talking about? I'm talking about the first uh, century Christianity. I'm talking about the first members of the church. They had problems. They had conflicts. The apostles fought. And they have all these kind of problems. But they do the work of God together. It's easier to be a part of the faction than to get into action. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. That's right, preacher. When you hurt somebody, it's easier to go and be identified and, you know, put a fire on the thing. But when you got the soul winning stuff, when you got the visitation, only few would stay. A lack of love brings division and destruction in our churches. Requirements to, to, to achieve unity and authority and power. First of all, church unity requires forgiveness. I am telling you, dear church, I know you a long time. Listen to me. First one that would display forgiveness are members of the church. Christians. One of the factors why sometimes our church are not growing because we have a lot of unforgiving members. 
Amen? Consider the reasons of that day of divisions among the disciples. I mean Peter's denials of Jesus before the cross. That's recorded in Luke chapter 22. I mean Jesus was forsaken by all the disciples. That's recorded in Mark chapter 14. The doubting Thomas. How could this divided group of people work together, my friend? Only one thing, in spite of this, listen to me, they were willing to forgive one another. That is the secret of that first church. Jesus had even forgiven those who crucified him. A forgiving church puts away all differences to serve together unto the Lord. My friend, that is the first requirements for a church of a one accord. Church unity requires forgiveness among the hearts of the members. Oh, I don't care if you have only a few and handful of people with a pure heart. Let us start with a pure and healthy relationship as Christians before we can make an impact to the world. There must be first forgiveness among us. Number two, my friend, church unity requires fellowship among members. Praise God for the church fellowship church. Amen. Fellowship church. Oh, consider the fellowship of the, you know, of Pentecost. I mean, the disciples will all present. They saw the value of their prayer and their prayer together and their meeting together. Those who gathered had purpose and priority in their minds. You know, church, you will, if you will not decide that fellowship coming together as an assembly is not priority in your Christian life, you are weakening a church. Every member of the church must decide that this is his home church. You have nowhere to go. This is your home. Amen? We have nowhere to go. This is the place of fellowship. This is the place of love. This is the place of caring. This is the place of bearing burden one with another. The word one with another. One with another. Paul, Apostle Paul emphasized that in his apostles. Though those churches were just small, but they were strong. They were willing to die for the cause of Christ as a body of Christ. Because the word one with another. You know what's the problem here? Even before amen, many of our members already in the parking lot, ready to go. We have a member of our church like that. So what I did, I will lock the gate of the church and I gave them about 20 minutes of fellowship. They have nowhere to go. Now they realize why I locked that up. I preached this one. And now after church, no one would run. 
they have to stick around and fellowship and just give their time one way or another. You know why, why we have so many, many weak churches and weak uh, Christian believers? Because we do not see the importance or value of fellowship among members. We don't see that. Well, sometimes, yes, we fellowship if we like him. Yes, we fellowship with him and stand with him if I love him. Hey, listen, if he's a member of the church, whether you like it or not, you have to love him. If he is like or unlikable, hey, you are still commanded by God to love and care for him. That is the admonition of God from the book as a member of the church. Listen, members, if you will not wake up and do our part and our responsibility towards our fellow brother in Christ, we are not contributing a quality life of our church. Listen, if our church is strong, you get stronger. If our church is weak, you'll be weaker. Amen? So we have to contribute this one. Preaching the word of God. That's why the, in our text is very clear. In verse 41, And they uh, that gladly received his word were baptized. The same day they were added unto them about uh, 3,000 souls. Now verse now, okay, verse 42, and they that gladly receive his word. Now, verse 42, and they continued steadfastly in apostles' teaching and fellowship. Amen? Fellowship, teaching, fellowship. Right now, I'm excited to share with you, James just started a new program in our church. That every department must have their own ministry. Every department, men, women, young people, young professional, all departments in a church. Every department, they have their own soul winning. Every department, they have their own discipleship. Every department, they have their own gospel tracts. Every department, they have their own Bible study. It's just like the concept is just, it's, just it's, it's, it's like that. It's like that you are just starting a small group of believers. You're just starting a small church. From that small church, how would you do that that church will grow? So utilize every member of the department. Every a member of the, the department every Sunday, you know, they have a chick attendance, they have the responsibility to fellowship and visit and soul winning and discipleship every department. Now, as this department grow, I'm telling you, we have a corporate growth. And the fellowship of the church is getting stronger. Because the small group is the connection. We are more connected in a small group than a bigger group. The fellowship is stronger. The prayer is more stronger. And I'm excited for the next six months. 
We just started that. My soul every, just in regular church, we have no space no more. Why? Every member of every department must bring visitor. The church is healthy if everybody is doing their job. Amen? We are supposed to be the body of Christ. Paul said, if you are not the, the foot, you're the hand. If you are not an eye, you are the mouth or whatever. My question is, if you are a member, are you functioning? What are you contributing for the body? Amen? Yeah. What you're doing to the body? What's your part in the body? Pastor, preacher, I'm here every Sunday morning, Sunday night. No, no, no. No, 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 no. What, what if you have so many members in the churches that they are part of the body, but they're not functioning in their part, in their function? Can you imagine a church that would assemble together that the one foot is not functioning, one hand is not functioning? And one nose is not functioning. One eye is not functioning. We have so many handicapped local churches today. Why? Our members are not functioning their job. That's why we are not. Listen to me. We are not making an impact. Why? We are handicapped. Yes, a body, but no eyes, just one eye. Yes, it's a body, but just one foot. Yes, a body, but just one arm. That's why the world will see the church, oh, that church is a poor church, handicapped church. This small body of believers started with the 12, with 120, with 70. 3,000 soul, 5,000 soul, multitudes and multitudes. You know why? Each one of them do their job. I hope you see, you're able to see the whole perspective of a kind of church that Christ founded. They made an impact because they were willing to give their time one with another. That is the word, one accord. Book of Acts is the best pattern, the best pattern for our church to follow. The best pattern, my friend. So the disciples were there. I mean, those who gathered had purpose and priority in their minds. Their, I mean, their calendars were clear. And their clocks said that that day is the day to come to the Lord. No excuses kept from them from being together. Christians have always needed each other. Hey, I, you need a food. Food. You need an eye. Listen to me. Each one of us, we need one with another. That's why that is the meaning of the word fellowship. Connect. 
stand one with another for the cause of Christ. We need one another to achieve Christian growth. And we need one another to grow as a body, as a church. We need one another to accomplish the work of the church. So a one accord, a church of one accord, church unity requires forgiveness. Church unity requires fellowship. And church unity requires focus. What do you mean, preacher? These Christians have heard the Great Commission. Go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. These first members of the church, they were so focused. You know what's their first focus? Soul winning. Listen, church, let me say this from the bottom of my heart. Not to offend you. Listen to me. Once you lose your passion for the souls of men, you will lose the growth of the church. You lose your fire. That's the main reason why Christ came to save the lost. He's no more here. Who would tell the lost? You, who is a part of the body. Amen? We should not lose our focus on soul winning. We should not lose our focus for the need of the souls of men. We should not lose our focus in discipling believers. Praise God. Hallelujah. From Tuesday to Saturday, we have all kinds of disciples and disciples believers. Not just disciples, but disciples makers. Church, listen. It is not, God is not pleased, my friend, for the church that just good enough as believer. God wants you to be a disciple. Not just a disciple, but a disciple maker. And that's what you are trying to do in every department of the church. After you got saved, somebody should disciple you. And after we disciple you, you should disciple somebody as a disciple maker. So, my friend, this is the plan of God for the church. We should, we should not lose our focus on this. They accepted the responsibility of carrying out the Christ command. They saw world evangelism beginning at their front door. Oh, my friend, we have the same responsibilities today. How will we respond to this great challenge to the tonight? Are we willing to focus on God's call to reach the world? Are we willing to share the gospel to every lost sinner? Church, listen, as I close here, as I close my message, again and again, this is what I found out for a long time in my ministry. Once the heartbeat of the church is no longer the souls of men, you're lost. Your heart for God. Amen? I don't care kung ano ang mga nahimo nyo. I don't care how, 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 what things you have done in the name of the Lord. The main thing is the main thing. 
the main thing in the heart of the church, the main heartbeat of the church, are the souls of men. Amen? I just praise God that I observe this from this new... You know, we have so many young believers in our church. Can you imagine every Sunday morning... <coughs> 7.30. If I preach in, this, in the first service, James will preach in other church. If I preach other church, I will preach the first service, 7.30. So I preach 7.30 and I preach 9 to 12. Then we have a Sunday night service from 3 to 4 o'clock. Lately, I started another soul winner's training. Because I, I saw a lot of young believers hungry to do something for God. They want to do something, but they do not know how. I said, Lord, I'm so tired. After this soul winner's training, I'll be going to Bacolod for 7 o'clock service again. But I give my time. You know what? About 50 of them graduated just last week on my soul winner's training. They're ready to go. And I told them, don't go out yet after I give you the signal. After I give them the signal, Monday I heard already. There's, there's a new one that just took the, the training. Preacher, I already had five souls saved. I mean, the more you put fire in this, you know, in the hearts of these new believers, if you just teach them how to win souls and guide them, listen to me. If any Christian who is in love with God, We'll just find means and ways to, uh, to express it. That's the bottom line, my friend. If you love the Lord, there's no way that you will not love the things that Christ loved the most. Christ loved the souls of men. For God so loved the world. Try to ask the Lord, Lord, give me that desire. Give me that passion for souls. Give me that heart to win souls for God. As you start, as you start the thing, before you know it, it would reject. It would affect the lives of people around you. And that's one thing I'm excited in our church. I praise God. Because week after week, hundreds and hundreds of souls got saved. And every Sunday, we baptize a lot of believers. Church, listen. You, 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 you'll never baptize believers unless you win souls. There will be no church growth without soul winning, without discipleship, and without baptism. So I hope you get the whole picture of the first church. It's all from the book of Acts. Amen? Very clear. Very clear. 
This is a New Testament church. A very dynamic and aggressive church. But preacher, what you're trying to tell us today. Listen. Listen to me. I do not. When I, when I visit. This is one thing I found out. Many pastors out there. Many churches out there. If you look on this, you'll be discouraged. But I've, I've never been discouraged because I found out the reason why. You know, many of the churches out there, many pastors, they said, oh, our people here are hard. I mean, our people here are busy. Our people here, I mean, I will not listen to that. Listen to me. You come to Jesus. Listen. Let Jesus influence your heart. And once you have that heart like the heart of Jesus, you will win souls. If every member will just share your heart and share the gospel to the lost world. If you'll do that week after week, day after day, before you know it, your church will be on fire. Your church will be on fire. And what a blessing when the people outside would see. What's going on in that church? What's going on? I will try to attend even just once. You'll be attractive. You know if your church is on fire, the people outside will be attractive. What's going on? But listen to me. In my experience, one of the things that always give me on fire is winning the souls of men. That's it. I lose my passion and everything. Once I lose my heart for the souls of men. I think as you study personally the life of Jesus, that was his main business. The 12 apostles. So as a church, that should be a kind of church. We want our church. A book of Acts, New Testament, dynamic church. Amen. It's right here. Let's pray. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.